नमस्ते एंड वेलकम टू वेलनेस बाइट्स विद गौरी वेर वी डिस्कस टॉपिक्स रिलेटेड टू आयुर्वेदा न्यूट्रिशन एंड वेलनेस द पर्पज ऑफ दिस पॉडकास्ट इज टू क्रिएट अवेयरनेस अबाउट हाउ वी कैन ब्रिंग अ बॉडीज बैक इन टू बैलेंस विथ वेलनेस ईच एपिसोड ऑफ वेलनेस बाइट्स कंटेन्स वंडरफुल इन्फॉर्मेशन ऑन फूड्स एट हेयर आयुर्वेदा न्यूट्रिशन फॉर माइंड एंड बॉडी health and well-being through this platform we will be inviting health and wellness experts sharing their wisdom and professionals from our community to share their mantra for fitness hi i'm your host gauri junarkar founder of ayun nutrition inviting you to get inspired by these talks to work towards your self-care stay tuned and keep listening to wellness bites with gauri So welcome everyone welcome to another episode of wellness bites with gauri and today we have a really wonderful guest a very special guest she's a wonderful friend of mine and she's an excellent clinician as well and that is dr shalaja gola and it is my privilege to have her on my show today so welcome dr shalaja gola to our uh, podcast today and also our uh, session we are going to have today and today's session is going to be very interesting we're going to talk a lot about autism and things as well so let me talk a little more about uh, dr shalaja and her accomplishments as well so dr shalaja uh, recently joined the tind on september 1st 2019 before that she was a faculty at the ud southwestern children's health and associate program director of the neurodevelopment um, disabilities residency program uh for the UT Southwestern uh, Center for Autism and Developmental Disabilities at Children's Health Dallas uh Dr Gola she earned her medical degree at Vijayanagar Institute of Medical Sciences she completed her residency in pediatrics and neurodevelopment at the Brooklyn Hospital Center and the Women and Children's Hospital at Buffalo she has also completed additional training in pediatric neurology and neurodevelopment disabilities training at UT Southwestern where she won the leon wisberg award for outstanding research manuscript as a resident she is a first graduate from the neurodevelopment disabilities program at uv southwestern medical center and one of only eight such training programs in the country she is board certified by the american board of psychiatry and neurology in neurology with special qualifications in child neurology Dr Gola has lectured and presented on autism genetics and pediatric neurology at numerous national conferences and meetings she has also authored multiple textbook chapters on neurological conditions she has been invited to be a panel advisor for rare disease research network and serves on the international affairs committee at the child neurology society dr gola is also an active researcher and she has participated in on multiple national and multi center clinical trials as well uh, dr gola participates in uh, many parent associations including autism speaks and the pit hopkins foundation her expertise has earned her recognition including america's best physician award for the national consumer advisory board the texas super doctor award 
D-Magazine Best Doctors in Dallas for 2019, the D-Magazine Best Doctor Award for Collin County and Dallas, and the Mom-Approved Doctor Award for in the DFW North Texas area. In her free time, she hosts interactive radio shows and live autism podcasts in the field of autism and other neurodevelopment disabilities to help spread the community awareness. Dr. Gola also enjoys dancing and cooking. She also speaks English, uh, Hindi, Telugu, and Kannada. So Dr. Gola, welcome to our show today. Thank you very much, Gauri. That was a very detailed, <laughs> thorough, comprehensive introduction. That's uh, very sweet of you. Uh, I am privileged and uh, thank you so much for inviting me on the show. So, uh, Dr. Gola, um, you know, um, hearing about your accomplishments and things, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I feel so happy to have you on our uh, show today. So tell us a little more about yourself and what makes Dr. Shalaja Gola unique? Okay, I believe uh, uh, you have already told enough about me. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I'm a pediatric neurologist uh, trained in pediatrics and neurology. But in addition, I think uh, what's unique or different about me, I should say, is mm -hmm. I did an additional training in neurodevelopmental disabilities, uh, specifically autism, uh, ADHD, learning disabilities. Uh, which uh, makes me a little uh, different from a general pediatric neurologist uh, because in addition to uh, pediatric neurology, I do specialize uh, with behavior and development uh, in these uh, needed children who have uh, neurodevelopmental disabilities. So I do a bit of combination of uh, medications uh, like what a psychiatrist does, like a pediatric psychiatrist does, but also I do some evaluations like a developmental pediatrician does in addition to treating all the comorbidities with autism, uh, like neurological conditions, whether it be seizures, sleep difficulties, uh, in general headaches and so on. Uh, autistic children can have a lot more of these neurological comorbidities uh, higher in proportion compared to uh, normal children uh, or their peers. Okay. So wonderful, Dr. Gola. I mean, um, you know, there's so much, so much to you and so many facets and things that you have about yourself, so many accomplishments you have. So Dr. Gola, since you're going to talk a lot about autism and things today, so the first question I have for you is, can you tell us a little about autism and what parents need to look for in terms of signs, symptoms, or any red flags? A uh, very uh, good question and an important question. Uh, autism, it's termed as a neurodevelopmental condition. Obviously, it affects the brain, but it also affects multiple other things, uh, like the kid can have difficulties with their development, speech, uh, communication, two-way communication uh, is one of the biggest issues with autism. They can have trouble walking. And uh, you can't believe, Gauri, it's one in 60 boys now, according to the CDC, and one in uh, 90 girls, which is so common, uh, like uh, in a classroom uh, of uh, maybe say 20 plus 20 plus 20, there might be a, a child with autism. It's that common compared to what it was several years back. Mm. Um, some of the red flags we need to look for in autism is uh, typically around 15 to 18 months when a child uh, is developing normally, for example, they have speech and you need to have so many words and they need to be walking, running, socializing. There is some sudden regression in certain children. 
typically around that age they stop uh, speaking or they struggle with two way communication mm-hmm. so there could be regression or they could just be slow they're not talking as much mm-hmm. uh, in addition to that they have what is called as a uh, stereotype repetitive behaviors like mm-hmm. clapping of the hands mm-hmm. spinning in circles lining up of toys stacking up of blocks they like routines transitions upset them so mm. those are some of the typical red flags we need to watch for as providers caregivers parents teachers mm. uh, around the age between 15 months uh, anywhere it can go to 2 to 3 years hmm so that is that is um, really a wonderful explanation uh, dr goler uh, other question that comes to my mind is what causes autism um so in the past we always thought there is no cause for mom and there was this refrigerator mom theory where you blame the mom for everything mm. the child is autistic because of the up- upbringing or the mom did not take proper mm. care of the child or whatever so that's I, i just wanted to bring up that interesting concept which existed several several maybe 50 to 100 years back mm. but anyways um until now we did not have a real cause for autism or an identifiable cause for autism mm. uh, until recently we know that 10 to 20% of the time there can be a genetic cause mm. for example it can uh, run in families uh, consanguinity meaning like if they're married among close relatives is another mm. genetic risk factor uh, for autism uh, in addition uh, certain brain abnormalities whether it be prematurity or if uh, more maternal uh, use of uh, smoking or alcohol some of those like the fetal alcohol syndrome pre-existing mm. conditions can predispose mm. to autism uh, these are some of the common things so typically i advise genetic testing and at times maybe an uh, imaging of the brain uh, mri of the brain to look for anything but if there is a cause like if the mom says yes he was born at 26 weeks or 30 mm-hmm. weeks and then there was a brain bleed or whatever then that that puts the child at higher risk for autism hmm so since we were talking about genetics dr gola um is there any role of genes is it hereditary if there is one child affected with autism is there a risk for a second child yes definitely and uh, they say anywhere from 30 to 40% uh, there is a risk if a sibling is affected and if there is another child in the same family there is a 30 to 40% risk quite often i get uh, questions from moms who want to have a child or who are pregnant uh have a child with autism already and they say what is the risk or how do i know and it's very hard to know mm. you just have to take a chance um uh, they do some maternal genetic testing but again nothing is uh highly efficacious so there is still a chance mm. despite everything being normal uh there is a risk and if they are twins there is a higher risk for them having autism so if 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 it's twins Uh, if the mom is pregnant with twins it's it's much higher risk or if one twin has autism the other twin uh, has a much higher risk uh, almost up from 50 to 60% chance of having autism so that is very interesting to know uh, dr gola you know the the genetic aspect to it as well now do um, children with autism have limitations in their social and their social skills yes that's one of the most uh, important uh, factors in diagnosing autism uh even uh 
differentiating it from mental retardation or intellectual disability or cerebral palsy social mm-hmm. skills is something very unique to autism so they uh, like i said earlier they can have regression of social skills anywhere from 15 months to 2 years like a child for example looking at the mom and waving bye bye at around 9 to 10 months suddenly stops doing that around 15 months they lose eye contact they want to be by themselves they play by themselves sometimes when you take them to a park they play side by side they do not have interactive play they do not actually interact with the other child mm-hmm. but they play side by side uh and some kids just want to be by themselves so these are some of the characteristics uh, of course social interaction in addition to behavioral challenges like hyperactivity mm-hmm. aggression hitting biting kicking mm-hmm. uh self injurious behaviors they can head bang they can rock their body and so on so these are all some of the uh, social uh, de- deficiencies or defects we see in children with autism hmm since we're talking about social skills and things the other question that i have dr um, gola for you is that do children with autism have language and communication problems yes that's a huge uh, component as well so language and communication and social skills with those odd behaviors are like the uh, umbrella for autism uh, the repetitive behaviors so language uh, deficits could involve anywhere from being non verbal meaning absolutely no words at all not speaking at all or they can have few words uh, like speech delay typically or a characteristic of autism is they have something called as echolalia where they repeat the words again and again mm. for example you ask them hey what did you eat for breakfast they say eat for breakfast eat for breakfast and mm. then you say did you eat cereal they say cereal mm. cereal mm. cereal so that's echolalia where they echo the same thing again and again mm. or they could repeat the same rhymes certain autistic children can sing a whole song from the tv uh, mm. or they keep repeating again and again and again so that's one of the characteristic of autistic speech or language difficulties compared mm. to another child who just has speech delay for example and another thing we see is some kids have totally normal speech they can speak in full sentences they have very high vocabulary mm. uh, and they're usually termed as high functioning autism mm. but they are very tangential or pragmatic is the right word i use mm. where uh, they cannot communicate i ask them hey uh, how was school what uh, what did you do at school and they say the, they talk about dinosaurs or something they want mm. to talk and they can Uh, tell you everything about the life history of uh, dinosaurs for example mm. but uh, they do not answer your question so the two way communication is impaired and they go tangential and talk about something else what they want to so these are some of the common language and speech uh, deficits we see uh, in children affected with autism hmm. so that that is very interesting to know as well um other question i had uh, for you dr gola is uh, children with autism are they at an increased risk for seizures epilepsy anything else and do they have any sleep difficulties or insomnia yes uh, unfortunately it's a package um, children and adults with autism have about uh, about 30% of them have some sort of sleep difficulty the most common sleep difficulty we see is uh, insomnia mm-hmm. it could be trouble falling asleep or staying asleep Uh, a child a 2 year old child with autism uh, 
can uh, have really st- uh, struggles with uh, falling asleep but then he wakes up several times in the night to an extent that mom decides okay he's she's just going to sleep in our bed that's not a good practice but that's something which is quite common mm-hmm. uh, the other sleep difficulty we see is uh, snoring um where they uh, snore a lot and they're at risk for sleep apnea at that time we need to get a sleep study and maybe get their tonsils removed and things like that um and uh, these are some of the most common sleep difficulties and they're easily manageable and uh, i typically avoid uh, like medications in children for sleep difficulties to begin with at least mm. so melatonin is natural and gauri you probably mm. have a lot of natural remedies as well they use those natural oils at the back back of the neck like rubbing at the back of the neck which really helps those mm. lavender oils and all those natural oils and i i i i feel that that helps i say yes go ahead and use it if that helps that's mm. better than subjecting a 2 year old child to something like a medication medication as such So that is really nice to know Dr. Um, Gola regarding, you know, um, your views and things and again, how you um, manage and help uh, with that as well. Um, other question I have, which is really common, is that are there any medical treatments for children with autism? Yes, uh, I know. So right now we do not have a cure, like a magic pill, which can cure autism or reverse autism. It's uh, only therapies. specifically i want to mention applied behavior analysis which is a special therapy for children with autism where they help with communication and social skills and uh, it is if you start early and give them at least 30 to 40 hours of aba therapy it really can reverse some of those signs and symptoms other than aba the rest of all the medications we have are more symptomatic as of today so uh, symptomatic meaning the child has seizures you give them a seizure medication the child has sleep difficulties give them something for sleep uh, the child has behavior problems give them uh, medication for behavior and so on so they're all symptomatic but it's not like a cure and you can stop the medicine if behavior gets better but it does not take the uh, autism autism as such out so it's, it's they'll still have those behaviors and it's it doesn't reverse reverse the symptoms or stop the progression that makes sense okay okay and that is good to know that you know when you touch base on that um you know the other question that lot of i know that a lot of parents also have is that you know can a child with autism attend regular school so uh that's a very good question again uh they will be attending a regular public school for example but within the public school there are different tiers um meaning like a child who has uh, autism for example will be placed in something called a special education mm. and special education could be different levels uh, for children with autism it could be an all inclusive classroom um if the child is uh, significantly autistic with severe behavior problems non verbal not speaking mm. so he be in a total autism classroom uh where he he gets everything so total special ed and some other kids they have part partly they go to regular classes where they mm-hmm. attend classes with regular children and part of the time they're in the autistic classroom for certain subjects some children just attend the regular classroom and they get pulled out for speech therapy or behavior therapy or so on some children have like a teacher's aide so different levels they're still placed under the special ed umbrella but uh the parent and the teacher get to decide based on the level of uh, communication and the level of skills 
what exact services they need. But it, this is all in public school. So I think all the listeners should make sure that normally a child starts school at five, but if the child is autistic or speech delayed or any sort of developmental delay, please go ahead and call the school district and the school bylaw has to call you back within 90 days and set up an appointment mm. to get a full evaluation and the child can start school as early as three years of age. So that is uh, that is really nice to know, um, Ratagola, you know, that, you know, a, a child with autism can attend regular school. And again, that, you know, there is help that in the in the school as well that, you know, when it comes to special education and things like that. Um, in the current environment that we are, Ratagola, you know, one of the common questions that one of the parents also have is, you know, is the autism related to using electronics? Um, interesting question, indeed. Uh, so all of us use electronics. Uh, Gauri, we cannot survive without our phone. Like when I forget my phone, I need to like, okay, let me go back and get my phone right now. I cannot survive without my phone. It's it's like, hey, it's so much attached to us. But uh, again, coming back to how does it affect uh, children with autism and uh, what impact it has? Children with autism have uh, more tendency like children today they cannot survive with gadgets but Mm -hmm. children with autism they're just fascinated by gadgets not just playing on them but how it works they try to peel off the parts look at the back and see what's going on inside so they are really really uh, addicted to gadgets but the gadgets do not cause them some parents ask me okay when the child was two or three years I did not pay much attention I just put them in front of the tv or gave them the phone it did that cause autism no gadgets do not cause autism Children with autism are more prone to have uh, gadget uh, tendencies, like uh, whether it be phones or watching TV. The role of the parent is to make sure that they do not spend more than two hours in front of the gadgets. Mm -hmm. And even if they do, make sure there is some intercommunication. Like when a child is watching a movie, for example, the parent has to sit with them and interact with them and make sure there's a two-way communication. Hey, what's going on on the TV? What do you think it is? So it's more interaction rather than the child sitting alone and watching it on the TV or the Mm -hmm. phone. Um, In addition, there are some good things as well with the gadgets. They have all these devices where you can learn speech, you can learn communication and all that. Um, What I want to say is make sure the parent uh, is involved the provider is involved and it's not just the child alone with the gadget absolutely dr gola i definitely agree with that you know that the you know uh, everything has its plus and minuses as well and that you know when when something is offered to the child especially electronics uh, the parents are to make sure that they are sitting um, next to the uh, the child and monitoring you know uh, what they're observing and what they are uh, you know how they're interacting and things as well um Thinking about the society and the community we live in, Dr. Gola, is what is the role of the community and how should now the community be made aware or how should the community interact with a child with autism? Uh, that's uh, very important and uh, I should also say there is a long way to go. Mm-hmm. I think awareness in the community is very important. Uh, one thing we need to realize is we do not need to treat them as special or different. We need to include them as one of us is something we all need to learn. We should not say, oh, we should not pity them. Oh, okay, this child, poor child has autism and let's stay away or uh, there might be some bullying at school with other kids 
and so on. So that's something which all parents uh, and uh, teachers uh, and others, children have to be uh, taught, like how, how, how do you interact with a special needs child? That's very important. And also uh, the families who have the special needs kids, they also need to take it out from them that yes, I, I, should, I, I should not have the denial thing. I should not keep my child separated. Uh, I, I should be bold and take him out and let him do the things what other, other kids do. Um, so both ways there has to be uh, acceptance from the parents of the child who is affected with autism, but also among the rest of the community. How do we spread community awareness? Maybe just talking about these things in school, maybe having a, a guest lecture or including autistic children in something which normal children do and like having something interactive like a play module or something like that. Uh, visual stories help. Uh, so they need mm. to include that as part of their curriculum, like maybe uh, have a textbook chapter on that and how, how, how to uh, do all this in addition to whatever they learn at school, social studies, science and all that, which is very important. Um, in our days back in India, we had a subject called as moral science. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but yeah, that kind of help, like morally, how do we behave with everyone and uh, how do we react? <laughs> So that is that is really nice of you, Dr. Kola, to touch base on especially the role of community and creating that awareness in the community as well. In the current environment that we are, Dr. Kola, um, you know, a lot of the kids are now uh, you know, studying from home. They are um, doing a lot of their you know, schooling from home. So um, especially for kids with autism, you know, what can they do at home? And especially if they're bored, what are some other suggestions you have? Yes, and again, with the COVID pandemic now, it's uh, really disappointing that uh, everyone is home. Um, some of the suggestions, especially for special needs kids with autism and in general, um, I think a very important thing is we are lo losing out on that social interaction, the bodily interaction. I know we are doing all the Zoom conferences calls, virtual tea, virtual coffee and whatnot. <laughs> but again, it's totally different. Um, they're having virtual classes. Who mm. knows, the child might be having a phone under the table and might be playing on that rather than listening to the teacher on Zoom. <laughs> but yes, if it's in a classroom, the teacher can find out easily compared to on virtual Zoom. Um, so it is challenging. So there are resources um, for children. American Academy of Pediatrics has provided a whole big resource list where pediatricians, providers, parents can go and look at it. Uh, there are um, uh, some interactive games, but also now with the COVID slowing down a little bit, I, I do encourage some kind of social interaction following the social guidelines. Parks are a little bit high risk um, because of the cleanliness, the slides and all that. Mm -hmm. So maybe if you go to the park, make sure you really follow strict guidelines. Some of the things I advise is biking, running out, uh, mm -hmm. even if it's with a friend, biking is something uh, which can be easily done. Um, for children with autism, there is again, Autism Speaks, which mm -hmm. has uh, made a whole list of things what you could do through the pandemic and how to help a child with autism with the social things. There are resources for parents because if it's a normal child, yes, you can do a Zoom classroom, leave the child alone and you can go to work. But if it's a child with autism, it's so much of a struggle how the parent has to lose their job or sit with the child. Mm -hmm. That's a struggle. And doing speech therapy, behavior therapy online, it's it's basically like nothing there. The speech therapist comes online and tries to help the child. It's, it's really difficult for a child with autism. 
So uh, hopefully uh, it gets better. It's, it's a huge struggle. There is not like a clear answer, uh, but Autism Speaks is a good website mm -hmm. uh, and uh, American Academy of Pediatrics. They have a lot of resources and uh, things what they can do. So that is just great, Dr. Kola, um, for sharing, you know, um, your insights and as well as some of the resources, uh, you know, both on Autism Speak as well as you pointed out the American Academy of uh, Pediatrics as well. Um, Dr. Kola, one of the questions also I have is, um, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of burden on the caretakers. So what is your take of what can, are there any resources, especially for the caretakers as well? Uh, yes, uh, for the caretakers through this pandemic, uh, there are a lot of resources uh, for children with special needs. Uh, there are uh, some uh, funds available, also uh, things which they can do online um, where they could apply for a job uh, or uh, through helping other kids who are at home through the pandemic. Um, again, Autism Speaks is a really, really good website. Um, uh, speech therapists and uh, occupational therapists, uh, it, it's still better to do something online rather than just not do it is what I advise all my families. Just go ahead and do it because it's there's something going on rather than just stopping all the therapies. Um, having a therapist come home is an option rather than taking your child to the place yeah. because it's your home and you can sanitize and whatnot. Um, uh, and uh, uh, there is something in the news that uh, hopefully there will be an act or something com coming up for special need kids through the pandemic uh, so they could uh, get some uh, special funds through the government, uh, also some special resources because when they go to school, they cannot wear masks like other children. Mm -hmm. they, they just right. cannot wear it. So maybe they can provide them with some uh, separate accommodations or something special, mo more special than what they used to do when there was no pandemic, uh, providing separate rooms or resources, uh, both for parents and the kids through the pandemic. That is that is um, absolutely great, Dr. Gola, pointing out all these resources and all this uh, you know discussion we had so far with autism and you know all your insight that are provided were absolutely wonderful and to the point. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so a few questions I want to ask you is more about, you know, um, you know, what tips you have, wellness tips you have for the parents, especially for kids with autism or even generally for, um, you know, most parents right now. Um, for kids with autism, again, I think acceptance is the biggest thing. Mm. And a lot of parents are suffering from anxiety and uh, sort of frustration and a lot of things. Please seek help. Talk mm. to people. Uh, I think one thing we do not do is just keep it within ourselves and get frustrated mm. uh, or maybe show that aggression on your child. Please do not do that. Seek help. There is uh, help available for uh, parents uh, with autism as well um, through Autism Speaks and other organizations. Um, and again, social distancing is very important. So try try to do as much as possible. There is a website called a Sensory World where they mm. make like sensory friendly masks rather than uh, the typical masks which we, we use uh, in general for other children. Um, obviously, yeah, exercise and diet is a big thing. Uh, sleep is another thing. With the COVID pandemic, online classes, kids sleeping late, everything is messed up, in, the mm. parents sleep late. So sleep hygiene is very important. Use melatonin if it's uh, 
uh, it's because it's natural or some natural oils and make sure there is a schedule maintaining a schedule is one of the biggest tips yeah. i would tell for children uh, for parents with autism because they go by schedules mm-hmm. uh, healthy eating take them out i know they're inside they're junking on food but please take them out for a walk again walking uh, in an open air when there is uh, that social distancing it, mm. it, it is a good way to keep you healthy um it's hard to get a child on a treadmill treadmill uh, normal children it's fine but uh, for a child with autism so just take them outside outdoors uh, with social precautions maybe walk or even biking things like that and uh, please reach out to other families who are affected with autism or in general talk to people friends relatives or whatever um, and whenever you're frustrated or anxious about the current situation absolutely um uh, dr agola and you know great uh, tips that you have offered now what is your uh, personal health and wellness routine <laughs> well so there is a saying um, preach what you practice right uh, <laughs> or i have to say practice what i preach <laughs> the other way around <laughs> so that applies to me because i i say a lot but i, I it's difficult for me to practice it myself Uh, so like you mentioned uh, i do love to dance uh, so that that kind of relieves all my uh, tension and stress um uh, that's one thing um i do like the concept of meditation and yoga mm-hmm. uh, which has come through ages and it just relaxes relaxes the uh, mind uh, whether it be using a app like headspace or doing something on youtube mm-hmm. um one more thing i find relaxing is just closing my eyes and taking a little nap maybe a short nap 15 20 minutes or whatever uh, i'm not a huge runner or a hiker or a gym person trying to build muscles or <laughs> trying to do cardio <laughs> but yes those are all good things and whatever works for everyone but i want to stress the fact that mental health is as equally important as physical health no matter how many calories you burn uh, make sure you eat healthy you need that protein you just cannot fast and um, uh, not get your protein protein uh, in the diet so uh, make sure you eat, get your protein but at the same time find some form of physical but do not forget your mental health that's very important that is so good dr gola especially that you mentioned you know with meditation and you know yoga and things as well so that is just wonderful you know we have a really have a good uh, wellness uh, routine as well So do you have any um any update any event and things you're going to be talking or an update regarding your practice that you would like to share with our viewers today Sure. Uh, so I work for Texas Institute for Neurological Disorders and I have multiple locations. We recently opened up a location in Arlington as well. Uh, Arlington, Texas. Uh, I have locations in um, uh, Plano, Frisco and Arlington now. Um, so multiple locations where you can refer patients and I can get them in within a week. I also do some radio shows and there is one radio show in particular I do every week. uh which i want our listeners to be aware it's every monday uh on uh, uh chori t o r i live it's it's in telugu uh, that's my mother tongue so uh they just got me for every week or uh, maybe at least every other week um and then i do some uh, uh special podcasts uh, to help children back home in india uh, uh once a month or maybe more frequently um 
So it's called as a, a new project, Mazlai Project, M-A-Z-H-L-A-I. And uh, uh, all this information and more information like tips for parents and mm. my upcoming lectures or anything in general, not just what I'm doing, but in general, something interesting about autism. Uh, my uh, Facebook, I have an MD page. It's Sailaja Gola MD. So my first name, last name, and you add an MD. So on that page, I do post interesting information, whether updates about my shows, radio shows, or in general, anything new in research uh, in the field of autism and other neurodevelopmental disabilities. That is just wonderful, Dr. Gul. I mean, the amount of, you know, community work you're doing is absolutely commendable um, as well. And definitely, we will also post your the links for your Facebook uh, page as well. So, you know, our viewers also can avail of those links as well. Um, how can uh, people contact you? Um, so my website is, if you just put in Texas uh, Institute for Neurology, uh, so you get multiple phone numbers, contact, how to refer a patient. So I work for Texas Institute for Neurological Disorders. So the best thing is just go to the website and you can find uh, all of my information. And Gauri, I can share my card and phone number and uh, my office information with you as well. Absolutely wonderful. And we will have that information um, available, you know, on our um, on our YouTube as well as, you know, our podcasts and things as well so that, you know, our viewers also can reach you. So Dr. Shalaja Gola, it was wonderful, you know, uh, talking to you about um, autism and there was a lot of information and a lot of resources you shared today. So I'm very thankful and very grateful for you to come on our show and, you know, interact with our, you know, viewers and, you know, um, give so many insights as well. So it was again, wonderful to have you again on our uh, show today, Dr. Gola. And to all our viewers, um, keep listening to our episodes, Wellness Bites with Gauri. It is available on our website, www.iunutrition.com slash uh, podcast. This, uh, these podcasts are also going to be available at in the Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts and Amazon Music as well. This will be on our Facebook. So keep listening and keep tuning to Wellness Bites with Gauri. Thank you. You can now listen to our podcast interviews and podcast episodes on our website, www.iunutrition.com slash podcast. You can also listen to these episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. These are also available on Spotify, Stitcher, and many more channels. You can also access our Wellness Bites with Corey episodes on our YouTube channel at IU Nutrition. So don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at IU Nutrition, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel at IU Nutrition.